Welcome to English Practice for Healthcare. I'm Helena, an English teacher and registered nurse from the north of England. This is the fourth episode of my podcast I've started to help anyone learning English, and in particular, healthcare workers who want to improve their English to work with English-speaking patients or colleagues. There are also question sets that you can try and answer to develop your active listening. Or you can, of course, just listen while you are doing something else to help you become more comfortable and familiar with the sounds and rhythm of English. You can read whilst you listen using the free transcript, which is available for every episode on my website, www.englishpracticeforhealthcare.com. Finally, this podcast is not intended to be used as medical advice or for you to make any medical decisions. The opinions only represent those of the people speaking and in no way reflect or are affiliated with any healthcare charities or the health service in any country. So let's get started with the topic of the fourth episode. Have you ever had earache? If no, what do you think it would feel like? Have you ever looked in an ear and do you know the name of the medical instrument we use to examine ears? In this episode, I speak with Jack about his history of ear issues. He describes how this started when he was at school. He was prescribed eardrops and this seemed to clear it up. However, the issue came back in his 20s and has been a problem that has continued for some time now. So you will hear us discuss how this is an on and off problem for him, which is another way of saying the problems with his ears come and go. They start and then they are solved, but then return later. So what exactly are these ear problems? In the first half, Jack describes three main symptoms of his ear trouble. Listen out for what these are. Okay, other language to listen out for. You will hear me mention Jack's tubes. The tubes I am referring to are his eustachian tubes, which connect the ears to the nose. Secondly, Jack describes the problems of his ears as bizarre. Bizarre. This is another word for something that is strange or weird. Something that is difficult to explain. And thirdly, there is a moment when I interrupt Jack. When I stop and say, sorry, go on. This is a polite way of apologising for overlapping someone's speech before they have finished. And it invites them to continue with the point they were making. So see if you can hear when I say this. Okay, hi Jack. Um, Can you just start by telling me, where are you from? I'm from York in England. Okay, York, that's in Yorkshire, yeah? Correct. Okay, and is there an accent in York? And do you have an accent? Uh, Yes, I wouldn't say it's thoroughly Mm. uh, York. (laughs) But you've got a hint of a York accent. I believe so, yes. 
So we're here today to talk about, well, your ears. Yes. Basically. Um, so what's the problems you've been having with your ears? Um, maybe you could just start by saying, when did it start, these issues with your ears? Um, the first problem I had with my ears was uh, probably towards the end of secondary school. Okay, yeah. Uh, so when you were how old? When I was around 16, 15 or 16. Okay. And they just got blocked, uh, felt very full. Mm. Uh, but that, that issue was resolved fairly quickly and easily. Then I had no issues with my ears until mid to late 20s, which is the age I am now. Okay. So the past two years have been quite troublesome. Mm. On and off problems. Uh, on and off problems. Uh, occasionally I'll have pain, mm-hmm. but the majority of the issue is just blockage right. in my ears and my hearing. So when you uh, when you first had the problem, you said it was resolved easily. What, what did they do? They or- prescribed me some ear drops. Okay. Uh, I can't remember exactly what, uh, what it was, but yeah. You just had to put them in every day? Yeah, a few, uh, I think three times a day it was. Okay. And then you could hear okay after that? Yeah, everything was fine for for a while. Did they tell you what caused it? No. No? No. Okay. So, in the last two years, so then what happened? How, do you know why you suddenly started getting these issues again? Uh, I have several suspicions, mm-hmm. maybe flying on airplanes, uh, going in the sea, mm. swimming pools, that sort of thing. Right. Or even, I've thought, maybe wearing earphones. Ah, okay. But I don't know. So you've never been told by a doctor that there's anything wrong with your tubes, no. any of your anatomy? I think I haven't. I haven't had a full mm. uh, examination, really. I don't think they've gone to, into it extensively enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, because when yeah. you, oh, sorry, go on. I was going to say the issues that I've had, they've been sort of resolved temporarily. Mm. But I've never had any diagnosis mm. of, of anything. Or I don't think there's anything. Right. There. So it gets solved, but then it just comes back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, have you had to take antibiotics before? Yes, uh, two times. Mm. When uh, I've been, well, I guess I said there's no diagnosis, but I, they've told me it's been infected. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then the antibiotics clears up the infection. Mm-hmm. But then I get some sort of earwax buildup, and it's mm. just blocked again. Um, so what happened before you got those infections diagnosed? What what were your symptoms? Um, sort of really intense uh, pain, maybe in my jaw, and sort ah. of running, running down my neck a little bit. Ah. Um, so it like radiated from your ear or down your jaw? Yeah, yeah. Oof. Painful. Yeah, like a throbbing pain or like a sharp um, pain? It's like a persistent, mm. uh, dull kind of... Although it's kind of sharp as well, it's a very strange pain. 
never experienced anything like it, really. Mm. Not very nice. And paracetamol, did that help? No, in my experience, no, no. No, no. Really an intense pain. Um, Any other symptoms? Um... You know, my ears can t- tend to smell bad mm. because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well, other than the lack of hearing, no, no, not just pain, uh, bad, bad smelling earwax, and uh, but no hearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lack so, of can you hear things at all, or is everything just sound like it's really far away? Yeah, it becomes really... So it does sound like it's far away, yes. And I'll have to... And sometimes, because it's both ears, you know, one will be blocked. And when I'm talking to people, I'll put my good ear Uh towards the person because I cannot hear anything. Right. But was it both ears at the same time? It has been. It has been, yeah. yeah. And then then one will clear up, and then I'm just waiting for the next one to clear up. Yeah, yeah. And then it just dips in and out. So do you have discharge coming from the ears? Never had discharge. No, okay. But um, I went to the doctors once and they, they, they put the, I don't know what it's called, the instrument. Otoscope. Yeah, and it was it had all sorts of horrible shit on it. Oh. <laughs> so when they took, so they put the otoscope in, when they brought it out, it had like Yeah, wax, I'm, not, I'm not really... Exudate... Yeah, it's not matter nice matter, matter, horrible, smelly matter. Right. It's not uh, something I'm happy to admit, but... No, the, well, but it's the, just a normal sign of infection, isn't it? It's human stuff, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's just, that's how our body, that's one of the symptoms of infection. Smell, yeah, one of the signs odor, odor. of infection. But, yeah, so... That was that. It was, it was, it's not, not... Not nice to look at or smell. Mm-hmm. So what finally made you go to the doctor? The pain. Mm-hmm. But then... The thing is, I've been to the doctor before and then the pain's cleared up before I've had any, like, re- remedy given to me by the doctor, so... Uh-huh. I've, like, said, oh, well, I don't need these antibiotics, and then yeah. it comes back maybe a month or two later. Right. It's really up and down. Uh-huh. Very uh-huh. frequently the change the change in it is just I don't know what's wrong with my ears. It's really <laughs> bizarre. They can take a long time to sort out ears. So um but when you first so we're having the problems since being when you were at school, you're at secondary school, were you at home or what what were you, were you in York? I was in York, yeah. Right. I was doing my GCSEs, and I remember it was a problem because I studied GCSE music, oh, so right. I couldn't uh, I couldn't even hear what I was doing. Oh right. It was really annoying. What instrument were you playing? The guitar. Ah, oh, the guitar. So it really was affecting your day to day life then. There. Back then. Yeah. Uh, well, always, yeah, always, always has done. Yeah, especially, well, even. The past couple of years, I've been trying to teach English, mm. and teaching in a classroom full of mm. full of uh, kids when they're you know making a bit of noise and everyone's talking amongst themselves, it's almost impossible to 
to hear and concentrate. Right, right. So that's been it's affected me in in work definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Teaching. And so you were <clears throat> teaching English when you got the bad infections. When was it? Last year? When it? Yeah, snapped, towards snapped the end of you. last year. Yeah, when it really got bad, and that's why I thought it was. Aeroplane flying related, mm. and like um, changing the pressure. Changing pressure mm. because every time I, because I was teaching English in Seville, mm-hmm. um, so I had to fly there, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then since arrival, that's when it sort of started, and then it got worse, and then I went in the sea. Mm. Um, that just seems to trigger it. That seems really. to trigger it more, but then it mm. sort of left me unclear as to what was the yeah cause root cause. Just at the end there, Jack was talking about triggers. A trigger is another word for a cause. So we might ask patients, have you noticed what triggers this problem? For example, in this situation, Jack notices that flying by aeroplane or by swimming in the sea and getting water in his ear, can bring on his ear problems. This suggests then that these might be triggers for him. So the three symptoms Jack mentions, what were these? Number one, his hearing. Jack mentioned how the blockage in his ears makes it difficult to hear. He said how this made it difficult to study for his music exam and more recently to teach English in a noisy classroom. Number two, pain. Jack describes the pain as travelling from his ear down the side of his face, which is what we describe as a radiating pain. Also, that it was persistent, which means it was constant So always there. It's important as patients that we give information on the type of pain we are experiencing and as healthcare professionals to ask patients about this. One way can be to give two options of types of pain and ask which one best describes their pain. Yeah, like a throbbing pain or like a Uh... sharp pain? It's like a persistent, mm. uh, dull kind of... Although it's kind of sharp as well, it's a very strange pain. Never experienced anything like it, really. Mm. Not very nice. And number three, Jack mentioned smell. Matter, horrible, smelly matter. Right. It's not uh, something I'm happy to admit, but... No, the, well, but it's the, just a normal sign of infection, isn't it? And this was most noticeable when the doctor looked in Jack's ear using an otoscope. In the second half, we hear Jack's experience of requiring medical treatment for his ears whilst in Spain. However, he didn't have his GHIC, which made things more complicated. GHIC stands for Global Health Insurance Card. And it's what entitles UK residents to necessary medical treatment when travelling to Europe, 
We also talk about the complications of resolving health issues when you can't be in one place for a longer period of time. Listen to what I suggest to Jack might be a good idea to help him keep track of his ear problems. Does he seem excited by my suggestion? So you went to the doctors in Seville? I did, with you. Ah, Yes, you did. You went with me. (laughs) I tried to be Spanish translator. (laughs) Yeah, I was clueless. (laughs) But also you were in a lot of pain. I was, yeah, and I couldn't go to work and I really needed... We we had to... I had to get some sort of sick note. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I mean, it's hard enough speaking a second language, but... You know, for you, when you were in a lot of pain, you couldn't think straight. No, yeah. You'd not been sleeping. Yeah. I think the pain had been keeping you up. Yeah. Um, so how did you feel being in that place where, you know, there was that language barrier and you needed to try and explain your symptoms? Right, yeah, I felt terrified, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I felt really scared and intimidated. In mm. fact, I went in... Before you came with me, mm-hmm. I went in once with my, um, I think we had to bring our G-Hit cards or something mm-hmm. like that. Well, I didn't have my card, I just had my, this is my fault, but um, I had like my number, the policy or whatever. Yeah. But um, they were quite... Um, abrupt. Abrupt with me, yeah, they were quite blunt and they were sort of like... And I didn't really understand what they were saying, mm-hmm. so I just kind of I got very intimidated and just went, okay, I can't I can't deal with this on my own. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I asked you to come with me, mm-hmm. which was still very intimidating mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and difficult mm-hmm. to understand what what the process was going to be. Mm-hmm. It was me not having my physical G hit card that would have mm-hmm. been that would have made it ten times easier because mm-hmm. remember we had to ring. Yeah, we had to ring that person and many emails were sent back and and emails, yeah, (laughs) and we were writing down things on scrap paper. But once we got, once we were in, we were seen. Yeah, and they prescribed the antibiotics, didn't they? Yes, they did. Yeah, Yeah. when when we were in and all all of that um, all of that stuff was dealt with, it was just a waiting game. Yeah, because then we knew we knew. uh, where we were going and stuff, it was just like any kind of walk-in uh, yeah. place. We had to wait a few hours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she looked in your ears, I remember, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, she, she said they looked um, really sore and yes. red. And like... Inflamed, inflamed didn't she? Inflamed, yeah, 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 inflamed. Yeah, I remember that. Mm. So how quickly did the antibiotics kick in? Pretty quickly, actually. Mm. Yeah, they worked. They worked a treat from from what I remember. Um, but then I think after that, maybe towards the end of Se- of that trip to Seville, it, it got bad again, I think. Mm. I think it did, mm. yeah. It was a really stubborn infection. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's still the same... I don't even know. I don't know what's going on, but yeah. it just comes back all the time. So right now, my left ear is blocked as of this morning. 
Right, <laughs> so you just wake up and you just can't hear properly. Well, going in the shower if I get a bit of water in it. Right. That's it. That's it. Oh, no. So, so what... Um, the thing is, it's like different levels of, of blocked. So sometimes it's completely... Like I cannot... Like if I touch my ear with my fingers, mm. I can't hear anything. Mm. Like I, there's no sound. And that's how I know how severely it's blocked. Mm -hmm. So right now I can just about hear it on my left ear. But if I touch my right ear, it's really like... I can feel... I can hear the touch. Right, right. So the right ear feels okay at the minute? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's blocked. Have you got any pain? No pain. Okay. Just blocked. I went in the sea on mm. Sunday. Mm -hmm. It's now... Fried Thursday. Thursday. Mm. So I think I've had a bit of a bad week because of that. Yeah, so it affects how you're feeling, how you feel in um, yourself. It definitely. Yeah. Definitely does, yeah. It's so, that kind of like fear. Yeah, it's... It, it's well. It's also a fear of yeah. How's this going to affect me in the future? Mm. And I worry about my hearing. Mm. You know, like I love music and mm -hmm. I love playing guitar. I don't want to go deaf, mm. so I want to get it sorted. Yeah. So I guess the problem has been because being travelling around. I've never had the. Not had chance to get. Yeah. Referred to. ENT, ear, nose and throat department. Oh, right. That sounds like something I could do. <laughs> I think that's something that, I, could I think do. that could be the next step. If, yeah, if I, I think... Uh, well, that's the thing. Yeah, I've never... I haven't been grounded long enough yeah. any, in any one place for the past two years. Yeah. So... Yeah. I've, de I've dealt with it temporarily on every, every time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But that's but, not what you want, is it, when you're in no. your 20s? You don't want to be having to be in one place you just want to live your life and not yeah have... exactly exactly but um comes to a point where i've got to get my priorities mm. in order because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it's important your hearing is a very very important thing it is and it is. uh to lose it would be uh, detrimental to my life yeah but i think don't make a jump no, no, I, right now. You, know how I, I, you know how I um, catastrophize. Worst case scenario. That would be worst case scenario, very it much. It would, but you just never know. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I don't, I don't want to make it like, like I'm going deaf, but... Uh, no, but that's something we have to appreciate about people. I mean, we've all been guilty of that. If we feel a bit unwell, we go to worst case scenario. Yeah, and think, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I sprained my ankle this year... I was like, right, that's it. I'm never going to walk again. But that's the thing. You do do that. You, yeah. get an, you get an injury or you have like a certain illness, you wonder how it will affect you later in life. Yeah. So but. we can never, yeah, underestimate anything as health care professionals. I think how yeah, true. it might seem like an everyday thing, you know, oh, ear infection. But day to day and mentally, how is yeah, it impacting on the, the patient? No, you're absolutely right. And that's the thing. I think uh, doctors in the UK have been, not to, but mm. they've been quite dismissive of me mm. when I come to the appointment. Mm. And mm. like, 
maybe that's why I've never got to the bottom of it because mm. I've been a couple of times in England and they go, "Oh no, you're all right." Like mm. this, uh, it's just it's hard for me to explain because I don't really know. Yeah, yeah. But it is <laughs> affecting my day to day life. Yeah, I think a good question would be. Well, like we've just done today, I suppose, how many times, which years, and almost making like a timeline. Yeah, yeah. That like, that would be beneficial probably, yeah. Because yeah. now, like we were trying to talk about um, when it first came up in Seville and I can't really fully remember, so. Mm. But it'd be good to go through and, and work it out, but. yeah. Well, that's a fun exercise we can do after great. this. That Let's sounds... make a timeline. <laughs> oh. I do love a timeline, to be fair. Probably more so than me. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. Thank <clears throat> you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Um, You're very welcome. About, yeah, I really hope that you can get it solved. Thank you. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you for speaking to us, Jack. All right, Helena, I'll see you later. See you later. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Okay, thank you so much to Jack. I think that was a really good reminder of the psychological effect of illness and how any change in our normal health can lead to anxiety. Anxiety about what might happen and it can lead people to catastrophize, which is to think the worst. So the thing I suggested to Jack Um, to help keep track of his ear problems was to draw a timeline. This is like a map of a period of time and all the key dates and pieces of information about when he had his ear problems and how many times, for example, he's been treated with antibiotics. Jack agreed this was a good idea, but it's not exactly the most fun way to spend an afternoon. Therefore, when Jack said, that sounds great, this is actually the opposite of what he means. And we can tell this from his tone of voice. This is called sarcasm and it's a type of humour that is very common in the UK. If you look up sarcasm in the dictionary, They often describe sarcasm as a way to hurt someone's feelings or to be critical. However, between friends, such as in this context, context, it's meant as something light and said for amusement. See if you can notice any other time sarcasm is used if you watch any British comedy shows. Okay, well, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have enjoyed the episode and spending this time with me practicing your English. Please recommend the podcast to your friends and classmates and look out for episode five, uh, which should be coming soon. Thanks again. Bye. Take care and good luck with your English studying. Bye. Bye.